This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we're talking about decision-making. More specifically, what does it mean to make the right decision? What are some concrete tools that we can put in place in order to make the right decision? And also, what are some mindset shifts that we need to welcome in order to move away from seeing decision-making as something that causes us discomfort, maybe anxiety, and moving towards it feeling like a big breath of fresh air. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are, what you're up to as you listen to this episode. So take a quick picture of where you're at. Maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're cooking something, maybe you're doing cleaning up or the laundry or in the train or commuting. Take a quick picture of where you're at, tag me over on Instagram, or you can send it over to me on Instagram so that I can feel like I'm right there beside you as you listen to this episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? guys today we are talking about decision making so more specifically what is the right decision and how can we make the right decision and also how can we switch our perception on decision making in general so the reason why i wanted to talk about this topic today is because there's a recent reel that i saw on instagram which really spoke to me it was in my head quite a lot after seeing it. It's something that I ended up discussing with a few of my clients, sending over, and I even reshared it on my Instagram stories recently. And I'll put that specific reel in the show notes below. But it was essentially saying that you don't get to make the best choice. All you can really do is pick your poison. So choose between two bad choices. And so that might seem a little bit negative, But for me, honestly, it felt like a huge breath of fresh air. And the reason it felt like a breath of fresh air is because it kind of puts a stop to this endless chase or this endless hunt for the perfect alternative. What's difficult when it comes to making decisions is that we might have this looming question in the back of our head saying, well, what if? What if there were a better choice? What if there were a better route? What if there was a better way to do this? And I'm a bit on two minds from this because I think that it can be actually quite beneficial to ask ourselves that question. Sometimes we find ourselves in the rut of the day-to-day and we haven't even explored and look what else might be out there. However, when we find ourselves in this endless chase for another better choice or a potential better choice, we easily fall into the trap of not wanting to close any doors. And we want to leave all the doors open because, well, I want to be able to get out if something better comes along. And this is why that reel that I saw really impacted me. And I really wanted to share that with you today in this, in this podcast episode because I love the idea of the fact that, you know what? All decisions are hard. All decisions have a negative side. All choices might be a little bit crap if you look at it in a certain way. And your power 
is not finding the perfect solution. Your power is actually deciding which of those crap choices you are willing to go with. And I think that that's so empowering. It's also very liberating because we can realize that there is no perfection waiting in the distance. There's nothing that we're missing out on because everything will hold its downfall. And then when we think of it that way, we realize that there isn't anything that I'm missing out on. I don't need to keep the doors open in case the perfect thing comes up because in reality, that doesn't really exist. Everything will have its struggle. Everything will have its downfall. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter what you decide. It's more about realizing that there's no right decision. And the best you can do is make a decision based on what it is that you have in front of you. Another way of seeing this that I really love is remembering that every time we say yes, we also say no. And every time we say no, we also say yes. So with every choice we make, with every decision we make, we are accepting something and we're turning the alternative down. And that can also be really liberating because sometimes we have this belief that we need to say yes to everything in order to keep the doors open or in order to choose the best thing. And in reality, well, when we decide one thing, we're missing out on something else that could be good. But if we were to take that other one, we would miss out on the other one. So we're always saying no to something at the same time. So once again, it comes back to this idea that it doesn't actually really matter what you choose. It's more about backing yourself, making that choice and actually deciding to take charge. So with every decision we make, we actually put ourselves in the driver's seat. And that's often not the way that we see it. A lot of the time we see making a decision as closing a door, as adding a constraint to our life, as shutting a potential pathway and a potential alternative. And we actually see it as something negative and something that blocks us. But the kind of perception shift that I would like to suggest in this episode is what if constraint were actually a prerequisite to peace of mind? What if actually closing a door is what allows us to stay warm? And you might say, okay, but maybe it sticks me in my comfort zone, right? By closing a door, I'm closing a potential alternative. Maybe I'm closing the potential for growth. And to that, I would say, I mean, I guess it depends what door you close. And I would also say that a lot of the time, it's a lot harder to make a decision than it is to stay with an indecision, to keep all of the doors open. And it can be quite counterintuitive because a lot of the time we want to keep all the doors open and stay with an indecision because we have this impression that it gives us freedom. And I would actually almost suggest the contrary. What if we were to examine including constraint and shutting doors and making a decision as the prerequisite to freedom? That making a choice is freedom. And why is that? Well, it's because the second we make the choice, we are no longer the victim. We are the one making the decision. And the truth is, and this is something that my brother actually said last week, you'll notice I bring my brother up in a lot of episodes because he has a lot of wisdom. And he said that if you don't close doors, at some point life will close doors for you. And that's 100% true because at some point, no matter what it is that you are 
perhaps questioning in your life, a decision that you're thinking about making, at some point that decision will be made for you. And you have two choices. You can either be the victim to the choices made by life, or you can be the driver of your life and make the decision yourself. And that is freedom. Freedom is being able to choose what constraint you want to impose into your life and what decision you want to take. So I wanted to discuss this topic with you today because it's something that came up with a lot of my coaching clients in many different contexts over the past weeks, but it's also something that came up in some of my personal conversations with friends. So I thought I would give a few different examples of how decision-making can actually bring us this freedom and peace of mind in a few different areas in life. So the first one is in the context of relationship. So I was recently speaking to a friend of mine who just got married and I was asking her about, you know, how's married life treating you? How's that going? And what she said is, you know, it's going great because she really felt like there was this element of serious choice that was made. The second you decide to get married, you are deciding that this is going to be your person no matter what for the rest of your life. And obviously, you know, there's a potential outlook divorce and whatnot, but anybody who's getting married is obviously not hoping for that in any way, shape or form, right? So you'd assume that most people who are getting married are deciding that this is going to be their person forever. And she was really saying how for her and within her relationship, that was actually a huge breath of fresh air. And that was actually a lot of pressure that was actually taken off them. Because in a relationship previously, sometimes they would bicker, sometimes they would argue, and it was always this feeling of the door's right there. You can leave at any time. And it almost gave this unsettled feeling. She was even saying how they would almost argue more because there was this element of testing the waters, of testing each other. You know, how much do you actually love me? How much are you actually going to stay? And the second they got married, that just wasn't the case anymore. And so, I mean, it can be marriage, it can be any other commitment within a relationship. I'm actually a huge believer in marriage. I think that from a mental health standpoint, marriage can be incredibly healthy for those specific reasons because it does add a constraint. And you might say that, well, if it's true love, why do you need the constraint of a legal entity? Well, I guess you don't. You can make the commitment internally, but I think that creating something out of that commitment and really making that legal commitment that's a real commitment, then that really gives that element of choice of I'm choosing this person, we are committed for life. So that might not be a very popular opinion, it might be seen as a little bit outdated or a bit old school, but that's my personal opinion and that's the way that my friend lived it. And I think that within a relationship, we can so easily fall into this pattern of asking ourselves, you know, is it meant to be? Is it the right person? And at some point, there's a choice that needs to be made. And I feel like within all elements of life, there's often this waiting for, is it the right thing, right? Am I meant to be in this job? Am I meant to live in this place? Am I meant to spend the rest of my life with this person? And it's almost as though we're waiting for somebody to choose for us. And although sometimes maybe that idea takes the pressure off and we think that somebody is going to give us that confirmation, 
I would actually say that there's a lot more freedom in realizing that we can make the confirmation. We can make that choice ourselves. So that is the element of choice within relationships. Within the element of work, specifically if we're thinking about work-life balance, I have a really close friend of mine who recently went through some pretty challenging health struggles that forced her into slowing down at work. And she knew that she was pushing herself too much. She knew that it wasn't a healthy routine and that it wasn't sustainable, but she was refusing to make that choice of how would she slow down and would she slow down. And she got to a point where her body made her slow down. So it gave her some pretty serious and severe symptoms that she had to deal with. And with that knowledge, it was then up to her what she was going to do with it. So this, I guess, is a bit of an inverse example. In this example, she didn't necessarily make the decision right off the bat. But when this very severe symptom showed itself, that was her cue to make that decision. And that's where the decision can bring us freedom. So obviously in this instance, that decision would give her peace of mind and probably physical and mental health, but also probably freedom in the sense that, yes, the symptom was severe, but in reality, if she wanted to ignore it and keep going, she probably could. But she was in a state where saying yes to continuing at her pace would mean saying no to long-term health and longevity and vitality. And so that was really a decision to be made of what am I saying yes to and what am I saying no to and what are the things that are actually important to me? And in that situation, that's her stepping back into the driver's seat of her life and making that decision. Another example would be around life choices. So I actually had two clients last week that were dealing with a similar conflict and it was really, should I stay here living in this place within my current routine or should I go? And with both of these clients, they had the natural temperament to be the kind of person who's constantly seeking change and variety. So they would very often get itchy feet, always want to move on to the next, get bored quite easily, get bored within routine, always seeking adventure, etc. And so for quite a long time, these two clients had been in this phase of indecision. And it was constantly this battle back and forth between do I stay or do I go? And because of this internal battle, they were constantly seeing reasons to either stay or reasons to go, and both did not satisfy them. So they were constantly feeling this internal pull, internal tug, and they felt like both of their arms were being yanked in opposite directions. And with both of these clients, we actually worked through talking about how making a decision can be freedom. So both of these clients having a tendency to want to add adventure and movement and variety into their life, the idea of making a decision made them quite uncomfortable because in a way it's closing doors. And so we spoke about how in reality, if all doors are open, you're not moving. So almost in order to move forward, a door needs to be shut in order to pave a path. And that's the path towards variety, towards change, towards movement forward. And that's how they could actually get back in the driver's seat of their life, which is a place that they wanted to be in. This also makes me think about a previous podcast episode that I made about learning to love your life no matter the circumstances. And with that really comes this idea that when we make a decision, it's only then can we decide to make the most of it. 
So I'd spoken in previous podcast episodes about asking ourselves better questions and how when we ask ourselves a question, our brain will seek the answer. So if the question is, should I stay or should I go? You're constantly going to be finding reasons for both. They might be positive, they might be negative, but no decision will be made. When you obviously take a little bit of time to make that decision, but then finally decide to go with it, then you can really play around with this idea of asking yourself better questions and find ways to make the most of the decision that you made. Because once again, going back to what I said all the way at the beginning, the decision itself, I mean, yes, it matters, but also it doesn't really matter because both have their negatives, both have their downfalls, and both are probably not great. They're not going to be perfect in any way, shape, or form. And it's more about the way in which you make the decision, put that decision on your back and say, this is what I'm going with, and I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to seek the best in it. I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to do what needs to be done in order to make this work. So this first half of the episode was really touching on decision-making in general and how making decisions can be a pathway to freedom. So the reason why I wanted to start this podcast episode touching on this is because if you are currently questioning something in your life, you're probably struggling not only with which decision to make, but with the actual concept of making decision in the first place. So that's why I really wanted to touch on that to begin. This idea that Decision-making can be the prerequisite to peace of mind, but also the prerequisite to freedom and the prerequisite to being the driver of your life. Now, there's three elements that I suggest that you consider when it comes to making decisions. The first one is to consider your tendency. So once again, I've spoken about this in many podcast episodes by now, but we are always swayed in one direction or another. So taking back that example of those two clients of mine who are debating between should I stay or should I go, both of them had the tendency to go. Both of them had the tendency to always seek variety and change. Now, that is something that needs to be taken into consideration. Because if every time you are at a crossroad being asked, should I turn right or should I turn left, and 80% of you, by nature, always turns right, then maybe it's time for you to actually question, you know what, maybe what I actually need to do is turn left because I'm not even considering that option. That's not even an option that I'm actually fully integrating and I'm constantly swayed towards one side. Therefore, in order to find probably an internal balance, I actually need to weigh up the other side more. It's as if you have a natural bias. You're looking at two pieces of artwork and you have to decide which one's best One was painted by your best friend and the other one was painted by your neighbor that you don't really like. Which one are you going to be more swayed towards? Probably your best friends. So maybe you need to encourage yourself to really critically look at the painting painted by your neighbor because there's probably a lot of beauty in there that you're actually missing. So I would take that same analogy towards your life. If you're always being swayed in one direction, take that into consideration. You're probably not looking at the opposite direction with an objective view. The second thing to consider, and this might help a little bit when we talk about follow your intuition. So I was actually speaking about this with a previous client where she was telling me how she really struggles with this notion of follow your intuition. She always says, I don't really know what intuition means. And I completely understand that. And I think that that's a very valid question, especially considering the previous point I just mentioned, 
we all have tendencies. Those tendencies are often driven by fears. So if you have a fear of being stagnant or a fear of not moving forward or a fear of being stuck, you're more going to have the tendency of always seeking variety in your life. Does it mean that when your gut tells you, go run, make a change, that that's your gut telling you what to do? Or is it driven by fear? Don't really know, right? And it's really, really hard to decipher between the two. So one way to think about that is to really think about, okay, I'm gonna make the decision now. So you don't have to tell anyone about it and you're not actually making the decision, but you're making it internally. And then just notice what your visceral reaction is. Is it something that tightens your belly that makes you feel a bit nervous or a bit uncomfortable? Is it something that feels like weight off your shoulders that's incredibly freeing? Almost think about making that decision already ahead of time and noticing how you feel because it's often only after making a decision that we realize, okay, I've really messed up here because that feeling tells us if it was the right thing or not. And the third point to consider is that the best way to make a decision is to commit to something. And you making a commitment is not you closing yourself off, is not you closing a door, is not you burying yourself in the sand, it is you being in your full power and deciding, this is what I'm gonna do. And once that decision is made, you can actually go with it. You can actually work on it. You can actually pave a path forward and you are actually in the driver's seat once again and you can actually steer the car rather than standing in the middle of the road wondering, should I get in the car or am I gonna get hit by a bus? Now to close off this episode, you know I love closing these off with a few reflection points. So the first reflection point would be what is an area of your life in which you're questioning at the moment? Maybe it's your work, maybe it's your lifestyle, maybe it's your routines, maybe it's where you live, maybe it's a friendship or relationship. What is an area of your life in which you're questioning? Number two is, first of all, remember that questioning things is actually quite good. I used to have this thought that anytime I would question something or put it back into question, it meant that there was something wrong with it. And it can to a certain extent. If you're questioning it, there might be a reason why you're questioning it. But I would almost say that putting things back into question isn't necessarily a negative thing. There's this element of choice that needs to be taken over and over again. If you're living in a certain place and at some point you're asking yourself, do I actually want to live here or do I want to pack up my belongings and go live in a village in the mountains of Peru? Then that's a normal question to ask yourself and you might actually need to weigh up the alternatives. And maybe you reconnect with the reasons why you chose to live here in the first place and you can re-choose that option. I remember for me personally, at one point when I was in university, I decided that I actually didn't want to study what I was studying anymore and I wanted to go in a complete opposite direction. So I spent months doing research on different options, on what change I might want to make, where I might want to go. I actually only recently found in my drafts an email that I was sending to a university in Australia trying to work out how I could get my credits transferred and how it would work to switch universities. And it was only by doing that research for a few months that I realized, actually, you know what? I do want to stay here. And that was me choosing it again. And putting that back into question was so important because remaking the same choice made me see it in a very different way. All of a sudden, I was no longer a victim of the circumstance, but I was really back in the driver's seat of my life. And the third point to keep in mind is that you can make the decision on your own. 
as I said before, I think there's this big movement towards you'll know when it's right and it'll be meant to be and the world will give you signs and the universe will give you signs and yes, there might be an element of that. I think that our gut instinct might draw us towards things without us necessarily fully understanding why. But I find it incredibly relieving to remember that, you know what, sometimes you don't really know if it's right. You don't really know if it's meant to be. You don't really know if it's perfect. All you know is that I think I want this and I'm going to decide to go with it. And sometimes that's enough. So I hope that that episode was useful, was interesting, was helpful. Please send me any of your feedback. I love it when you guys send me a message, even just to say that you listened to it. Maybe you can share with me a certain thought or something that really touched you at the end of the episode. It's really, really motivating for me to hear your feedback. So please do not hesitate. I love, love, love receiving messages from you guys. Two last points before I close off, guys. I'll be taking on a few more one-on-one clients at the end of the summer. So reach out if you're interested in doing a deep dive into your life at the moment, understanding what is holding you back, in what ways might you be standing in your own way, and how can you find peace and alignment within yourself. And if you're not sure about one-on-one and the intensity that that might bring, but you want to go deeper into your personal development journey, then I also have my group coaching program, The Self Mastery Solution, where I'll be kicking off the sixth cohort of The Self Mastery Solution in September. So jump on that. The spots are super limited for that one. Reach out. We can have a little chat, decide if it's the right program for you and get you all set up and ready to go on that program, which will be starting mid-September as well. In the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.